comes from the message. I, Paul, have been called and sent by Jesus the Messiah according to God's plan along with my friend Sosthenes. I send this letter to you in God's church at Corinth, believers cleaned up by Jesus and set apart for a God-filled life. I include in my greeting all who call out to Jesus wherever they live. He's their master as well as ours. May all the gifts and benefits that come from God our Father and the Master Jesus Christ be yours. Every time I think of you, and I think of you often, I thank God for your lives of free and open access to God given by Jesus. There's no end to what has happened in you. It's beyond speech, beyond knowledge. The evidence of Christ has been clearly verified in your lives. Just think, you don't need a thing. You've got it all. All God's gifts are right in front of you as you wait expectantly for our Master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. And not only that, but God Himself is right alongside to keep you steady and on track until things are all wrapped up in Jesus. God, who got you started in this spiritual adventure, shares with us the life of His Son and our Master Jesus. He will never give up on you. Never forget that. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God indeed. The title of our sermon today is Not Lacking. And I'll be completely honest with you, this is my final sermon as one of your pastors. And I did not plan for this to be my final sermon as one of your pastors. It just kind of happened that way. Um, That being said, I believe in this sermon. And I believe in you. That being said, I don't know if you're like me, but there are various points and times and seasons of my life where I have felt as if I didn't have enough. Or there have been seasons where I felt that if I could just have a little bit more of something, that would just really be the best. You ever had that experience where you think that if only I could just have X, then everything would be great? You know, if I just had a little bit more money, life would be just a little bit easier. Perhaps I'd be a little bit happier. Perhaps if I had more hair on my head, I'd get better looks from other people. You know, we all have those moments where we think that we don't have enough of something, And if we could just have just a little bit more, things would be perfect. And yet we never seem to get to that point, do we? Where we have all that we need. There's always something else and something else and something else that will satisfy or something else that will make us happy or something else that will make life just a little bit easier. Did you know that this is not isolated to just individuals? Did you know that not just individuals have this sensation and this experience of not having enough? And if we could just have more of this or more of that, we would arrive, 
so to speak. We would be where we need to be. No, not just individuals have this phenomenological experience, but also communities of faith have this too. Right? Communities of faith. If, if, if we had just a little bit more cash in the bank, we'd be set. And if we had just a little bit more money, we could do more ministry. If we just had more children, we could be the church that God really wants us to be. If we just had more volunteers, then we would be the church that God wants us to be. If we just had more leaders, you know, there, it, it seems as if there's just never enough of whatever it is that we think that we need in order to be successful or to, to be the church that we think God wants us to be. What I find fascinating about this phenomenon is our text in Corinthians. Our text that we read this morning. Now, those of you who are familiar with the Corinthians, the church at Corinth, you know that they had some issues. They were not perfect. They had some uh, rough edges that need to be smoothed a little bit. They didn't always get along very well. There was some divisiveness there. There was some squabbling about gifts. Perhaps you remember that. Some squabbling about spiritual gifts. Some people had, you know, the gift of tongues, and they said that was just the best gift there was to have. And then some people said, well, the gift of prophecy is the best gift there is to have. And they bicker and they yeah, yeah, back and forth. We know about them. We remember them. We also know that they squabbled about who is the greatest. Sounds very much like like Jesus' disciples. Who's the greatest? Who's the best? And we remember those passages of just because you're not an ear doesn't mean you're not important. And you may be an arm in the body of Christ, and that's important, even though you're not a leg. So they had their challenges. There's no doubt about that. But what's fascinating about all the challenges that they had is the one challenge they didn't have was the challenge of a lack of resources. They had all the gifts. They had tongues, they had prophecy, they had exhorting, they had it all. They were just arguing about who was most important. And who was most important? They had everything they needed. Right there, as they were, They had every single piece to the puzzle of who God was calling them to be. They didn't need anything else. They didn't need any more cash in the bank. They didn't need any other leaders. They didn't need any other volunteers. They didn't need anything else. All that they needed was at their absolute disposal. All that they needed was at their absolute disposal. Friends, when I think of of this community of faith, and as I prepare to transition into a different role, what I see is a community that has everything it needs right now, everything it needs to be who God is calling it to be. And I know because I've seen Signs of it. 
I never would have imagined that you would be the warming station for the city of Anniston. Do you know how much energy and hard work and time and vulnerability it takes to take on a project like that? And yet you do it, and you did it because you had the resources to do it. You had the ability to do it. At one point, you might not have imagined that you can do it, and yet here you are, you've done it. And you've provided over 23 nights now, nearing 30 nights of a warm bed for people to get out of the cold. You're doing it. You're doing awesome work. Work that some churches could not even imagine being able to do. And you're about to do even greater work. I never imagined that we would be this close through partnerships with United Way and the city of Anniston, this close to providing a facility that could help transition people who are homeless or in crisis back to a place of stability and flourishing. I guarantee you, if you had asked someone if that would happen, there are plenty of folks that would have said, not a chance. And yet you have everything that you needed. It's because of you. Your faithfulness. It's so easy to live and exist in a place of scarcity where we don't realize and don't appreciate all that we have. All the resources at our disposal. All the gifts that are contained within this body. But they're there. They are absolutely 100% there. But we're talking about glimpses and we're talking about practical things. And so what I want to do is I want to give you three ways to remember that you've got all that you need. Three things that you can do to remind yourself that you have all that you need. And the first one of those things is to remember who God has always been here. And who, all, who God has always been in Scripture. Because the way that God has interacted in the past is a good, safe bet on how God will interact with us in the future. And when we look to Scripture, we see a God who takes a little and makes it a lot. We see a God who takes a few loaves and a few fish and feeds over 5,000 people. We see a God who delivers people from bondage and slavery and then provides for them daily, daily in the wilderness. He makes sure that his people have enough. So when you find yourself in that place, and in my house, we, or in my household growing up, we called it a pity party. Anybody ever heard of a pity party? We had called it a pity party, or we also called it the mully grubs. Anybody ever called it? So when you get in that place where you just kind of want to throw a pity party because you don't think there's enough, don't. Or maybe throw your pity party. But then remember that if God's been there for us in the past, God is going to continue to be there for us in the future. That's the first one. The second one is practice thankfulness. 
Practice thankfulness. It's so easy to take for granted all that we have. Whether we're in our individual lives, whether in our family lives, all that God has blessed us with, it's easy to take that for granted. It's easy to begin to focus on what we don't have. Instead, practice gratitude. Practice gratitude. Be thankful. Be thankful for the small wins. Be thankful for what you do have. And finally, John Wesley once said, preach faith until you have it, and then when you have it, preach faith. We have a saying in our culture that I think speaks to that phenomenon. Do something, even if you don't believe it, until you do believe it. We have a saying that I think is kind of similar to that. Fake it until you make it. Fake it till you make it. You don't think you've got all you need? Act like you've got all you need. Eventually, you'll believe that we have all that we need. It is so incredibly easy to fall victim to if we just had more of this, if we just had more of that. But the truth of the matter is, you got a whole hell of a lot. In 2022, you reached out, you reached regularly 29 families through children and youth. You packaged 10,000 meals to give to students in the city of Anniston school system so that they had something to eat over the holidays. You provided over 23 nights for a warming station. You engage 70 people in music ministries. You are doing good, good work. God will continue to do good, good work through this church. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the abundance that you bless us with. That even in those moments of scarcity and uncertainty, nudge us and remind us that we have more than we could ever imagine. That we're just like the church at Corinth. We might squabble a little bit and we might disagree a little bit over some things, but at the end of the day, because you are with us, because you're on this journey with us, you will give us all that we need to be who you call us to be. We pray these things in the name of Christ. Amen.